another installment of everything nhl the hockey segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host nathan and we're here with our hockey expert james kumar hey what's up man so so this week um we're gonna recap the games from thursday and friday um we'll go over some pickups and talk about some news around the league and some general stuff and then we'll preview the saturday games all right, sounds good. Let's get to it. All right, so I guess we'll just start with uh, New Jersey versus Buffalo on Thursday. Um, dominant performance by New Jersey. They won 6-3. Uh, unfortunately for Buffalo, they were only able to score uh, one goal in the first period by Victor Olofsson. And in the second period, Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner were able to get uh, one goal, but that was it for the game. And for the New Jersey Devils, um, Pavel Zacha scored two goals. Uh, Jack Hughes scored one goal in the first. And uh, in the third, Jesper uh, Bockwist, Jaeger, Sarangovic, and Janne uh, Kuokenen scored um, one goal each in the third to, I guess, hold on to the lead, basically. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Honestly, um, Buffalo had been playing pretty well um, considering what they had gone through um, earlier in the season with their losing streak. They had been playing pretty well as of late, but um, I mean, I mean, Buffalo was um, tied uh, with New Jersey in this game going into the third period, but then uh, New Jersey just pretty much took over this game. Um, they just seemed like the better team in this game. So um, Buffalo still seems like they are at the bottom of that East division. Yeah, it's uh, pretty, been pretty tough for um, Buffalo. So I guess their season's pretty much done, but what can they do, I guess, going forward just to kind of start fixing some of their problems? Um, yeah, I think it, the season's over for both teams. In my mind, um, we're going to talk about New Jersey's trade um, later in the podcast. And then for Buffalo, I know um, they traded away uh, Eric Stahl, also going... Uh, leading up to the deadline, they're going to be trading away players. So I guess both teams are just looking uh, to next year. You know, they're looking towards the draft, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I guess um, this is probably just going to be the start of, I guess, a rebuilding process. Yeah, probably for both teams. I think New Jersey's probably f more through their rebuild and Buffalo sort of moving back into a rebuild, but we'll have to see. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on, we have kind of a more normal-looking game. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers versus the New York Islanders. Um, Islanders were able to take the game away in a shootout. Uh, let's see. Brock Nelson and Jordan Eberle were able to score for New York in the first period. Uh, Nicholas Obey Kubel was able to score an unassisted goal for Philadelphia in the first. And... Uh, Jakob Voracek was able to score another goal for Philadelphia in the second. Uh, there were no other goals in the game, and it went all the way to a shootout. And I guess, what are your thoughts on these two teams? Yeah, I know we're going to talk about the trade with the Islanders getting Palmieri and Zajac. Um, none of them were on the score sheet in this game, but uh, the Islanders still got the win. 
um, Brock Nelson getting the winner for the Islanders in a shootout. Um, so clutch goal uh, from him. Um, Islanders have been pretty hot as of late. Uh, they have been playing pretty well. Uh, Philadelphia obviously has been in a skid since the beginning of March. Uh, and they're just going to continue to fall further. They drop into sixth now in the East Division. So uh, they're moving further and further away from Boston and fourth. And I guess, is there anything the Flyers can do to kind of catch up? They're having a rough year. I, I honestly don't know what to say at this point, other than um, if they can't do anything this year, I guess just look forward to next year. Yeah. I mean, they're still a decent team for sure. So it's not like, I guess they have to panic too much, I hope. Yeah, I think it's just one of those years where just the defense hasn't been very capable and they haven't been helped by their goaltending as well. So it's just an overall team effort that just hasn't been there the way it was last year. So I think they, they should be able to rebound next year. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of no defense, uh, the Penguins were able to beat the Rangers 5-2. Um, I think for Pittsburgh, Radim Zohorna was able to score a goal in the first. Crystal Tang scored a goal in the second, and so did uh, Evan Rodriguez. And in the third, Jason Zucker and Mark Jankowski was able to score uh, two more goals for Pittsburgh. And for the Rangers, uh, Colin Blackwell was able to score in the second, and Kevin Rooney was able to score in the third. And what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm just going into this game. I knew this is a bounce back game for Pittsburgh. They allowed, I believe it was eight goals from the Rangers the game before there's no way they were going to allow that kind of uh, effort from the Rangers again. Uh, Penguins definitely poured it on in this game and they definitely got the goals that they needed. And I mean, even though Crosby was held off the score sheet in this game, the rest of the team still uh, played pretty well and they got the win. And I guess, uh, what can we expect from Pittsburgh going forward? Oh, they've been one of the top teams in the East division this year. I'm just looking at the current standings. They are still in third spot, but they're well ahead of Boston, who is in fourth. They have about, um, I'd say, a six-point uh, gap or so. So they are playing pretty well. So I, I don't think Pittsburgh should be worried uh, at all. For sure. And speaking of Boston, they did beat the Washington Capitals by about two goals. Um, in the first period, Jeremy uh, Lauzon and Anton Blitt were able to score two goals in the first. And in the second period, uh, Brad Marchand scored a goal. And in the third, Craig Smith scored for Boston. And uh, the Capitals only had two goals this game. Um, Alex Ovechkin in the second and TJ Oshie in the second. And I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, um, Boston, they're pretty much down to their fourth string goalie at this point with all the injuries and COVID concerns. Um, and yeah, they, they've been, they, they've been getting wins. Uh, I, I mean, clearly shown by this game, they played really well. Um, Marshan got that clutch shorthanded goal that ended up being the winner. And yeah, Boston's really wanting to hold on to that fourth spot. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, they're playing pretty tough. I mean, they're, a they're like pretty much a perennial playoff team. So this is to kind of be expected, but I guess it just kind of shows how solid Boston is. Yeah, exactly. They can definitely uh, beat top-end teams like the Washington Capitals. For sure. And I guess uh, moving on, 
uh, to, I guess, another potentially top-tier team. The Carolina Hurricanes blew out the Florida Panthers 3-0. They had a goal every game. Uh, Sebastian Ajo in the first, Vincent Trocek in the second, and Martin Nietzsche in the third. Uh, nobody by Florida. And I guess, um, what are your thoughts on, I guess, Carolina's performance? Um, like you said, they had a goal in pretty much every period, um, which means that they played a solid 60-minute game. They didn't let Florida get any leverage on them in this game. And, um, yeah, the, this Carolina team just looks like they're a step above this uh, Panthers team for sure. They just seem like they're on, like, another level. Yeah, I guess uh, we could probably expect, I guess, more dominance from Carolina going forward. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, I see a lot of people predicting them to go on a deep playoff run this year. Obviously, that's just going to depend on both their health and how they play in the playoffs, because I know they were a bit of a disappointment last year. But, I mean, yeah, I, I see Carolina as a very solid team. Yeah, well, I mean, Carolina fans have a lot to look forward to in the playoffs this year. Yeah, exactly. And I guess uh, moving on to another potential playoff team, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning beating the Columbus Blue Jackets by about two goals. Uh, very dominant performance by Tampa Bay. Um, there were four goals in the first period, which is kind of crazy. Blake Coleman, Steven Stamkos, Barclay Goodrow, Michael uh, Delzato, and Ryan McDonough. Michael Delzato was able to score a goal for Columbus and the rest of the guys scored a goal for Tampa Bay. So one goal for Columbus and four for Tampa Bay in the first. And in the second uh, period, we had Ross Colton and Ryan uh, McDonough for Tampa Bay and Jack Roslevic for Columbus. And in the third, we had uh, Zach Wierenski and Max Domi for Columbus again. Uh, unfortunately, they were not able to uh, come back against Tampa Bay. And I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on this performance? Yeah, it was a big win for Tampa Bay. I expected them to get it after their previous loss to Columbus. Uh, it was pretty much a bounce back game. I know um, Steven Stamkos did get hurt for Tampa Bay. Um, I'm not sure how long he'll be out. But also on the other side, Zach Wierenski uh, got hurt for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and it was revealed today that he'll be out for the entire season. So that's a big blow to them. He led their team in, in goals last year for defensemen. So, um, yeah, it just looks like Columbus is falling further and further out of playoff contention, so it's going to be tough for them to get there. And then as for Tampa Bay, yeah, they're, they're pretty solid. I don't think the Stamkos injury should be uh, serious at all. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay is still a really solid team. Um, basically, every player they have is really good. Yeah, they just have a solid up-and-down lineup. Uh, there's not much else to say about that. And I guess for Columbus, um, they're probably going to be having to fight as hard as they can to try to stay in playoff contention. Yeah, and it's going to be tough for them too. Like, I mean, they're now seventh in the Central Division. They're now what is it seven points out so yeah it's going to be tough they've even played more games than the fourth place nashville predators so uh it's going to be a tough road for them and i don't think they get in yeah kind of unfortunate but that's kind of how it's looking and i guess um we're, we can move on to another team that's kind of in the fire right now um 
the Montreal Canadiens fell to the Winnipeg Jets. Um, the Winnipeg Jets were able to win 4-2. Uh, Josh Morrissey, Trevor Lewis, and Nikolai uh, Ehler were able to score three goals for Winnipeg in the first period. And Philip Dunnell scored one goal for Montreal. In the second uh, period, we have Paul Byron for Montreal. And in the third period, we have Andrew Kopp for uh, Winnipeg. Uh, basically, Winnipeg was able to hold on to the lead the entire game. And I guess, what are your thoughts on, I guess, the disappointing performance for Montreal? Yeah, the moment I saw a goal go in 18 seconds into the first period, I was like, okay, Winnipeg has this game. Um, Montreal's been struggling without Carey Price. It's been pretty obvious. They've just lost uh, back-to-back games without him. Uh, so um, if they keep losing and Vancouver somehow is able to get all their games in and, and if they're able to sort of catch up, I mean, it is possible. Um I mean, if Montreal does get Carey Price back, I don't see them falling out. Uh, we'll just have to see how things uh, happen uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, do you think Montreal c- uh, could end up being kind of like Columbus, where they just keep falling and to the point where they're no longer in playoff contention? Uh, it's tough to say. I guess it just depends on how long Carey Price is going to be out. Because, I mean, Montreal does have some games coming up against Ottawa, some games against Calgary, teams that they can beat. So I'm not really concerned. Um, but yeah, if Price is out for an extended period of time, it is possible because, I mean, Vancouver's going to have a lot of rest coming out of this COVID break. I know some teams haven't played well out of it, but um, like I said, I think Vancouver is still in it if they can get all their games. Yeah, so I guess there is a lot of pressure, but um, there is still a chance for Montreal. Oh yeah, they're they're in the fourth seed right now. Um, they just need to keep playing the way they were playing when they came out of their COVID break, uh, as they had started out really well. And if they do that, they'll definitely make the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to Ed- the Edmonton Oilers versus the Ottawa Senators. Um, again, a dominant performance by Edmonton. Um, they were able to hold on to the lead from the second period all the way through. Uh, no goals in the first period. Uh, in the second period, Kyler Yamamoto was able to score for Edmonton, and Connor Brown was able to score for Ottawa. In the third period, Devin Shore and Jesse Pugliarvi were both able to score for Edmonton. And I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on this performance by the Oilers? Man, uh, the Oilers have just swept the season series with Ottawa nine games to zero. They pretty much dominated Ottawa this season. Uh, I mean, it's not like um, McDavid and Drysaddle really did much in this game. I know McDavid just had the one assist and Drysaddle didn't have any points. But I mean, this team, they're still able to put up goals. And that's a good sign that their depth scoring is coming to life. Yeah, I guess um, Edmonton is pretty much in playoff form at this point. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And I guess for Ottawa... They're, they're not going to make the playoffs, but uh, do you think they have a chance to kind of spoil some games? Yeah, I mean, they got some games left against Vancouver and against Montreal, so there's two teams right there that they could spoil. Yeah, so I guess for Ottawa, this is probably the next best thing, make some teams look foolish and get some teams out of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if they somehow spoil, like Montreal is a pretty big lead over Vancouver right now. If they somehow spoiled that for Montreal, that'd be a pretty big 
a thing for Sens fans to be happy about looking forward to next year. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to uh, pretty much another blowout, we have the Nashville Predators versus the Detroit Red Wings. Um, this was a crazy game. Um, there were no goals in the first, but they were able to, I get, I guess, three goals in the second and four in the third. Um, in the second period, Darren Helm scored for Detroit, and that was their only goal this game. And uh, for Nashville, Victor Arvidsson, Eric Halla, and Nick Cousins were able to score for Nashville. And in the third, um, Michael Granlund, Victor Arvidsson again, and Victor Ar- Arvidsson for a third time, and Yakov Trenin. Um, for that would make four goals in the third. And yeah, this was just a um, very dominant performance by Nashville. And what are your thoughts on it? Um, my first thought is if you picked up Victor Arvidsson, like we told you to last podcast, then you would have had him for this hat trick. So um, we'll be mentioning him again in the pickups. So if you were diligent, you picked him up last week, then you got rewarded for it. Yeah, and I guess going forward, we could probably expect, I mean, he's not going to get a hat trick all the time, but we're going to see a lot more of them from Victor. Um, yeah, he's been a former 30 goal scorer in a regular 82 game season. So he has the ability to score goals at a high level. So I'm pretty, like, I'm not surprised by this game from him. Yeah, for sure. And I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on Nashville being able to uh, play in the playoffs? Um, yeah, they're looking really good right now. Um, they, they're really looking like a playoff team sitting in that fourth spot in the central. I mean, they've won nine out of their last 10, including three in a row. They've just been so solid. Um, they're clearly playing like the best team in that division. Um, they could really pull a surprise in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know whether, whether they'll be able to eliminate like a Tampa Bay or a Carolina, but they could surprise some people for sure. Yeah, I guess they're pretty much the dark horse of this playoffs. Honestly, if I mean, it seems like they're getting hot at the right time, so I guess you never know. Yeah, for sure. And I guess speaking of hot at the right time, we have the Dallas Stars versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, dominant performance by Dallas. Um, they were scoring every period this game. Um, they were able to win 5-1. Uh, for Chicago, they had Dominic Kubelik with one goal, and that was the only goal for them this entire game. And for Dallas, we had um, Rue Pints. And in the second period, we had Jason Robertson, Amiro Heiskanen, and Blake uh, Camo. And in third third period, we had Blake Camo again. And um, what are your thoughts on Dallas's performance? One more time, I'll say it. If you picked up Jason Robertson, like we told you to last week, you got rewarded for it. So, I mean, uh, we're we're giving our, our pickups. Um, if you want guys that are going to score goals, get points, get hits, all that, go ahead and pick up these guys because you're going to get rewarded for it. And, yeah, Dallas is really trying to make the playoffs. Um, they're going to try as hard as they can to get there um they are seven points behind nashville but they've played three less games so they are still in contention so we'll definitely have to see how dallas plays going forward but they look good yeah for sure and i guess what do you think of chicago going forward um yeah they've pretty much fallen they were that fourth seed team 
Um, and now they're just st- still falling. I mean, they are four points behind Nashville, but they played the same amount of games as Nashville, so they'd have to sort of win games and hope that Nashville loses. So it's going to be tough for them. So, um, yeah, Chicago's just been sort of on a rough uh, swing as of late. Uh, they just haven't played well. Yeah, that's not all, that's never a good position to be in as a team where you're pretty much dependent not just on you to play well, but on another team to play bad. But you just have to try to win as many games as you can at this point. And I mean, Chicago's been pretty bad on the road. They've only won seven out of 20 games this year on the road. So that's not going to help them getting get into the playoffs. Nope, not at all. And I guess uh, Vancouver, uh, the first as Calgary has been postponed, so we won't be covering that. And I guess we'll move on to um, some Friday games. And we'll start with Washington versus Buffalo. Um, the Capitals were able to hold on to their lead throughout the entire game, and they were able to beat the Sabres by one goal. A uh, valiant effort by Buffalo, but unfortunately, it wasn't enough. Um, in the first period, uh, Brandon Dillon and Alex Ovechkin on uh, Henry uh, Yoki Haru. Yoki Haru, for, yeah. yeah. for Buffalo. And in the second period, you had Justin Schultz for Washington and Casey Middlestat for Buffalo. In the third period, we had Jakob Brana for Washington and Tage Thompson for Buffalo. Um Washington was able to hold on to this lead the entire game. And I guess, what are your thoughts on Washington? I mean, Alex Ovechkin's been so hot lately. He's been scoring almost every game, as we've seen. Um, yeah, Austin Matthews, look out. Um, the nine t- I believe he's a nine-time Rocket Richard goal-scoring champion. So, I mean, this guy knows how to score goals, and he's coming for a 10th trophy. I, I believe it's he's on his way to try and get 10. And Matthews, he, I mean, he has a lead for to, to get his first career one. But, yeah, Ovechkin's not going to make it easy for him. And, yeah, Washington looked good in this game. It was a good bounce back for them. Yeah, and I mean, not only that, but Ovechkin is trying to be on farther on the list for best goal scorer of all time. So, you know, he's not going to be giving up that trophy. Yeah, it's crazy um, that... I mean, Ovechkin didn't even have the hottest start. And this guy just went like crazy uh, lately. I mean, he's just been scoring almost every game. He's now like, what, seven goals behind Matthews and like with Ovechkin, like this guy can just score a hat trick in like two straight games. And then he's like right behind. Like that's how crazy he is at goal scoring. It's just incredible. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, for Buffalo, I mean, this was a pretty good effort, not a bad loss, but I guess uh, they'll just have to kind of um, experiment with their team right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough road ahead. They, I mean, they've been through a tough set of uh, like a, a losing streak and then just previous losses. And uh, I think the road is still rough for them ahead. Yeah, for sure. But I guess hopefully they can kind of end the, the rest of their season with a bang, get some big wins. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, definitely pull off some upsets, maybe. And I guess moving on to the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the New Jersey Devils. Um, Pittsburgh was also able to hold on to their lead and win the game. Um, 
they had two goals in the first period by Darren McCann and Brian Dumoulin. And for New Jersey, they had Miles Wood. And in the second period, Colton Sevier and was able to score for, uh, for Pittsburgh. And Jack Hughes was able to score for New Jersey. And in the third period, uh, Brian Rust, Sidney Crosby uh, were able to score goals. Brian Rust scored two. And uh, Jesper Boquist and Miles Wood were able to score two unassisted goals for New Jersey. But unfortunately, they were not able to catch up to Pittsburgh. So I guess, what are your thoughts on these two teams? Once again, we told you to pick up Jared McCann, and clearly he's been scoring all week. Like, it's not just this game. He's been scoring all week. McCann's been the real deal. If you didn't pick him up last week's episode, pick him up now. He seems to be the real deal. He's been just, I mean, he's playing on the power play with Crosby, man. He's he's getting power play points for you too. So just add this guy up. He's getting close to 40 or 50% for sure. So add him up. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what do you think about, I guess, uh, New Jersey? Yeah, um, New Jersey, they had a big win against Buffalo the night before. And then they came into this game, whether they were tired, whatnot, they just didn't play as well. And Pittsburgh clearly came in and played like the better team. Yeah, well, I mean, it was kind of expected that Pittsburgh would win, but I, would, I don't think this is a bad loss by New Jersey. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, they showed some fight. They showed some resilience there at the end, but it just wasn't enough. Yeah, very unfortunate. But I guess we can move on to the next game where um, Battle for New York, the Rangers were able to lead the way to a win against the Islanders. Uh, in this case, their effort was enough. Um, they were able to score two goals in the second period and two in the third um, there are no goals in the first. So for the second period, um, Alexis Lafreniere and Colin Blackwell were able to score for the Rangers. And Andy Green was able to score for the Islanders. And in the third, um, Keandre Miller was able to score for the Rangers. And Mika Zabinajad was also able to score for the Rangers. So the Islanders only had uh, one goal. And what do you think about this upset? Yeah, I mean, I kind of expected it. Uh, the Rangers coming off that loss to Pittsburgh. Um, and then the Islanders obviously coming off a close shootout win. So Rangers definitely looking to bounce back. And then the Islanders, you know, a lot of times when a team plays the night before and they win, um, they don't show the same effort. I mean, that's not always the case, but it was kind of a game where I kind of saw, okay, the Rangers might take it. And then they did. So I guess for the Islanders, they're probably going to be looking to bounce back in their next game. Oh, yeah, they should be able to. I, I mean, it depends on who they're playing, obviously, but I think they should be able to get a win. And I guess for the Rangers, um, hopefully they can keep this up. Yeah, I mean, they got to catch up to Boston. They're, um, let me see how many points. Um, still five points behind. Boston's played three less games than them. It's going to be really hard. But I mean, pretty much now, now on every opportunity they get they got to win yeah for sure and i guess before we go on to the last game um there's still three other games that are going on um vegas is blowing out arizona in the second period which is kind of insane um colorado versus anaheim is still tied in the second period and san jose 
is beating uh, Los Angeles by about two goals in the first. But uh, we won't be covering those. We'll just move on to, I guess, our last recap, which is the Minnesota Wild versus the St. Louis Blues. Um, this was a crazy game, very dominant performance by St. Louis. They had the lead the entire time, and it was basically just a blowout. Uh, Minnesota wasn't able to do much. Uh, Zach Sanford, Jaden Schwartz, uh, and Sammy Blaze all were able to score for St. Louis. Uh, Jaden Schwartz had two goals. Zach Paris was able to score for Minnesota, and that was their only goal for the rest of the game. In the second period, Ryan O'Reilly had two goals, and Justin Folk had one goal. And in the third, Ryan O'Reilly again had a goal, and uh, Ivan Barbashev had a goal as well. And uh, what's your thoughts on uh, St. Louis? I mean, this is pretty much a statement game. They had been slipping out of their playoff spot. Arizona had taken it over. Clearly, you mentioned Arizona is getting blown out, so they're not going to win um, Friday's game. Um, and yeah, Ryan O'Reilly is the captain of the team. You just put the team on his back. He got a hat trick in this game. Big win for the St. Louis Blues. So they need to try and make the playoffs. So they're really trying to push forward now. Yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be blowing out teams by nine, by like eight or more goals. But do you think that they can kind of get their offense on a similar level? Uh, I mean, they have to if they want to make the playoffs. Um, they, I mean, when they did win the Stanley Cup two years ago, they had a great offense, they had a great defense. So uh, they got to get both of them in check. And clearly, both of them played really well tonight. Yeah, for sure. And I guess um, for Minnesota, they're going to have to find a way to kind of hold on to their spot. I mean, they are six wins ahead of St. Louis, but you don't want to be getting blown out like this. Yeah, of course not. And Minnesota's played pretty well most of the season. This might just be a hiccup game. We'll definitely have to monitor them going forward. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that kind of wraps up our recap uh, for this installment. So I guess we'll move on to some pickups. And um, what are some forwards that you think people should look at? All right. First off, I know we talked about the Boston Bruins earlier. Uh, we talked about Craig Smith. Um, he's just been such a solid ad uh, in fantasy. Um, we mentioned him as a deep league pickup last week, but the way he's been playing, he's pushed himself into the category of a regular league pickup. Um, so, uh, I mean, just go ahead and grab this guy. Let me just pull up some of his stats here. He's just been playing so well. Um, I'd say in his last um, like four games, he's had like five points. He's been like a plus three been playing on the power play getting points he's had around two or three shots per game three or four hits almost per game this guy has just been so solid no minus games um his last minus game is going back like five or six games ago against pittsburgh he was only minus one but the game before that he was plus three so this guy will give you plus minus he'll give you goals assists he'll pretty much give you every category so just pick up this guy deep league and even the, even in a shallow league, you you can actually um, potentially pick him up. He's like under 15% rostered. So he should be available in almost every league. And then um, uh, we talked about Victor Arvidsson earlier, obviously. Uh, he had a hat trick in his last game. Uh, just been playing so well. He gets shots. I think that game he had like six shots. Uh, he gets hits. 
Um, his plus minus has been good. I mean, Nashville's been winning, so just ride their winning streak as long as you can with plus minus from their players. Um, he's been kind of cold on the power play, but he does play on the power play, so he'll definitely have some upside to be able to get points in the future. So, yeah, definitely uh, go pick up Arvidsson. He's only around 30% rostered, so definitely uh, someone to definitely look at. And uh, one more forward I have is Jason Robertson. We also talked about him earlier. Um, he's also around 30% rostered, uh, added close to 5% in the last week. So people are jumping on this guy. Um, he's just been really solid. Uh, his last game, one goal, plus two, two shots, three hits. Um, he pretty much chips in every category, a little bit less on the power play than everything else. But on a, a Dallas team that doesn't win all the time, he's been a solid plus in almost every game. And he'll get a lot of clutch goals. So he's definitely someone uh, to add up for fantasy. And I'll get it back to you for your forwards. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for my forwards, I'll start with Kevin Fiala for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, for this season, he has 14 goals, 11 assists. Um, he's uh, zero right now for plus minus, and he has 113 shots on goal. So um, a very solid player. Um, he's probably not going to be on too many waivers. Um, he did shoot up a lot in terms of ownership, but if uh, you do see him on the waiver i suggest you do pick him up he does have in the last game he did have five um shots he was minus four against st louis but um, one off game yeah it's just yeah it's just one off game they should be doing a lot better going forward so uh definitely pick him up and i guess uh my next one is going to be phil kessel again for the season he has 15 goals 14 assists 77 shots. He is minus nine, but if you have a team with really good plus minus, it shouldn't really hurt you too much. Um, yeah, he normally gets goals. He gets assists. He gets a lot of shots. So um, if you're in need of those, you should definitely pick him up, especially if you're in a shallow league. And I guess my last one is Jeremy McCann for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, he's about 35% rostered right now. He shot up a, a lot. Um, he has 10 goals for the season, eight assists. He's plus 10. He has 58 shots. Um, he gets pretty much every category for you. So um, if you if you need any category, just pick him up. And uh, those are my guys. And um, I guess we can move on to defense. So uh, what are some de defensemen you think people should pick up? Yeah, let me just go through some of the defensemen I have. I think I have a couple here. I'll start off with Radko Gudis. We've been talking about hashtag Gudis50. He's still not at 50. He's around 45% rostered. Um, yeah, this guy is just a, a monster for hits. I think in back-to-back -back games earlier this past week, he had seven hits in both games. So a, a 14 hits combined over two games, which is insane. Then he followed it up with four hits, three hits, two hits. And games before he had five hits, five hits. He's just so solid for hits. I mean, he'll get, and he's getting like minimum two shots on goal almost every game. So definitely um, a defenseman getting shots is always great. His plus minus has been solid, but it's been dipping a little bit because he's had to play uh, a larger amount of minutes with all of the injuries on Florida. So definitely monitor that if your plus minus is struggling uh, and you have enough for hits, you might want to fade this guy. But 
I know a lot of people have been saying that they can't get enough hits. So if you need a guy that's just strictly hits, uh, he's your guy. He might not be available in most shallow leagues, but in deep leagues, he's pretty much a must-add if you if your league counts hits. And then uh, moving to my other defenseman, I have Alex Goligoski from the Arizona Coyotes. Um, uh, before coming into tonight um, and the game before, um, I'd say the previous five games before that, he had at least one assist. So around six points or seven points total there. Um, and he was pretty much in every game um, been like um, an average of like plus two. Like some games will be plus uh, three, some games will be plus one, but he's almost been at an average of plus two over those like seven games or so. So if you need assist plus minus, he gets around at least one shot per game and he'll throw a close to a hit a game. So uh, he's definitely getting you points there. He even plays on the power play from what I've seen. I think one game here against LA, he had two power play points in one night. So, I mean, if he's chipping in every category, Goligoski should be a must-add. I mean, the guy's only like, what, 20% rostered? He should be available in most leagues. So definitely, uh, if you need defense, go add him up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've got, I guess, two guys as well that I think people should definitely take a look at. First one is Jared Spurgeon for uh, Minnesota. Uh, for the season, he has four goals, 11 assists, 69 shots. Um, he is minus one, but I think Minnesota should be getting some wins soon, so it'll definitely go up. Um, he's about 33% rostered right now. Um, he gets hits, he gets shots, he gets assists. So if you need any of those, uh, you should definitely pick him up. And uh, I guess my second one is Josh Morrissey for Winnipeg. Um, he's about 46% rostered right now, so he's more of a shallow league pick. Uh, for the season, he has three goals, 15 assists, uh, 83 shots, and he's plus one. So very solid all-around defenseman. Uh, if you need hits, if you need shots, uh, if you need assists, he can get goals for you as, as well, so definitely pick him up, um, especially for shots and assists. And um, those are, I guess, are for defensemen. So who do you have for goalies? Uh, for goalies, I have a couple here. Um, I'll start with Alex Nedeljkovic. I know some people have been fading him since uh, Carolina has been running three goalies with Mraza coming back from injury. But definitely he's not someone to fade in my mind. He's around 38% rostered, give or take. Um uh, his roster percentage is dropping. If it's dropping, it means there's a better chance of you being able to pick him up. Um, he just keeps winning. In his last game, he got a shutout. Um, he's been allowing pretty much two or three goals on average per game. And then he'll even throw in the odd shutout here and there. I think in his last five games, he's had two shutouts. That should be must add in my books. Like shutouts are just so difficult to get in fantasy. So if you have a guy that's throwing out two shutouts in a five-game span, yeah, that's pretty much a must-add. And it's clear they want him to play. They're either playing him every other night or every third game. So, I mean, um, they'll figure out what they want to do with their goalies. Trade deadline's coming. Um, it might be a smart add to add him before the trade deadline in case one of their goalies gets traded and then he gets more playing time after the deadline. It's just something to think about. And then um, another goalie I have here is uh, Jeremy Swayman for the Boston Bruins. Um, he's 10% rostered, added 10% in the last week. He's Boston's fourth string goalie, but they've been starting him 
in his uh it'll be his third straight game coming up on Saturday. He won his first two starts. He allowed two goals in both. I mean, his save percentage is like pretty much around like 0.945, so really solid. Um I mean, if this guy's going to keep winning for Boston, just pick him up and just ride him until he until he loses pretty much. Uh must pick up in shallow leagues or, or sorry, must pick up in deep leagues. Definitely take a look at him in shallow leagues if your goalies aren't performing. That's probably what I say. But yeah, those are my goalies. Yeah, for sure. And I guess I have about two goalies that I think people should definitely take a look at. Um, first one is Linus Almark. Um, unfortunately, he only has eight wins, but in terms of safe percentage, he's been really good. Um, I think Buffalo has moved on from Eric Stahl. So. I guess he's going to be having more ice time, so definitely take a look at him. And uh, next, I have Aiden Hill uh, for Arizona. Uh, he has a save percentage of about 90%, um, and he has about seven wins for the season. Uh, so you should uh, definitely take a look at him, especially if you're in a deep league. Is about 27% rostered. Um, so... Yeah, those are, I guess, my goalies. And uh, that's about it for pickups. So I guess we can move on to, I guess, some news. And I guess we have a big trade here. Um, The New York Islanders made a trade for Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac. And uh, they, or this was trip, they think they traded with. Uh, New Jersey. So uh, this was a very big trade. And uh, I guess, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, just looking at some of the details, they acquired Kyle Palmieri and Travis Ajak from the New Jersey Devils. And then they sent depth forwards, AJ Greer, uh, Mason Jobs, and uh, the Islanders sent their first round pick uh, for 2021 and a conditional fourth for 2022. Uh, The conditional pick are usually based on whether the Islanders either go deep in the playoffs or if uh, one of the players that's an impending free agent decides to re-sign with the team. And if they do re-sign with the Islanders, then that fourth round pick will go to uh, the New Jersey Devils. But yeah, um, I think that trade benefits both teams. Uh, New Jersey was moving on from those two forwards anyways. Um, And then the Islanders were just looking for some depth heading into the playoffs. So yeah, that's pretty much my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I guess um, New Jersey is still they're at the tail end of a rebuilding stage, so um, they're moving on for uh, I guess moving on from those two players, and hopefully they'll be able to get some more players in return that can uh, definitely give their team a boost. And I guess New York is just trying to get as much depth as they can. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot more trades coming up. Uh, We'll definitely, on the next Everything NHL episode, recap the trade deadline and pretty much all the trades that happen around there. But this is sort of the first big one, so we kind of want to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, we can kind of move on for some general talk around the league. And I guess we can start with, uh, I guess, the Central uh, Division again. And uh, what are your thoughts on the Central Division? Yeah, the Central Division, um, I, I think that, like we mentioned, the first 
three teams seem to be pretty locked. Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Florida. No matter the order between those three, those three should be in the playoffs and they should be the top three seeds. But then that fourth spot's been a battle. I know Nashville's been hot for the past few weeks and they've taken sort of main control of that fourth spot. But then you definitely have Chicago and then Dallas behind them. And then Columbus is more of like a deep... Um, I mean, they they have like a deep chance of getting in. It's not really a big chance, but uh, I mean, Columbus is still technically in it. And then we know Detroit's sort of out of it at this point. Yeah, I think for Columbus, it's pretty much going to be unlikely at this point that they will be able to make it. They're going to have to dig really deep. And I guess it's, they're going to have to go on like a Disney run or something. Yeah, it's going to be really tough for them. So I think Chicago and Dallas are the two most likely that have a chance at Nashville for that fourth spot. Yeah, for sure. And uh, moving on to the North Division, I noticed that Toronto and Carolina are tied for most points in the league. So I'm sure you're happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. The Leafs have been playing amazing in their last 10. They've won their 8-1-1 in their last 10. Really solid. They won five games in a row. Uh, Jack Campbell tied the NHL record for most wins to start a season with 10 in a row. So congrats to him. Uh, he's been a really solid uh, replacement for Freddie Anderson being out with an injury. So uh, Leafs have had sol- solid goaltending all the way through. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what are your thoughts on the rest of the teams in the division? Yeah, Edmonton and Winnipeg's pretty much been back and forth for that second spot. Uh, whichever team's hot near the end of the season is most likely going to get it. And then the other one will be third. And then they'll face each other in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess Ottawa's just uh, trying to spoil for people. And I guess for Calgary, it's been a little disappointing because it looks like they could have had a playoff spot, but they're kind of in a similar boat to Vancouver. They're going to have to go on a run to try to take Montreal's spot. I mean, Calgary's lost four in a row. They've won two out of their last 10. It doesn't look like it. Vancouver has a chance. They were 6-3-1 and one heading into their break, so they were winning. Um, Vancouver is pretty much the only threat to Montreal at this point, and if Montreal starts winning games, they won't even be a threat anymore. Yeah, I mean, especially if they get Carey Price back or their backup goalie start playing well. Yeah, I, I think that if that happens, Montreal should be a lock for the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to the West and um, what are your thoughts so far? Um, Colorado, they've just been so hot, seven, one and two in their last 10. Uh, they've pretty much just moved right ahead of Vegas. Um, I know Vegas has been slipping a little bit, only won four out of their last 10. It looks like in Friday night, they, they really put on a dominating performance. So it looks like Vegas is turning it around. They should give Colorado some competition for first. Then Minnesota in third, um, Arizona in fourth, St. Louis in fifth. Yeah, they're, um, those two, those three teams are all going to be jumbled in there, especially if Minnesota continues to drop. Uh, we'll see after Friday's game with St. Louis how they play moving forward. I mean, the Sharks are in it. The Kings are kind of in it. And then Anaheim's pretty much out of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Arizona has been, I guess, quiet. They've been like quietly in a playoff contention spot i don't think people expected arizona to catch up but uh, do you think they'll be able to hold on to that fourth spot well i mean it's going to be tough and with st louis winning friday night uh they're determined to get that fourth spot back so there's gonna be a lot of competition for it, that's for sure 
Yeah, especially considering St. Louis blew out Minnesota. I mean, if they did that to Minnesota, I don't know what they're going to do to other teams. Exactly. And I guess for Minnesota, hopefully they can kind of um, stop their... Well, they, they should be able to kind of um, bounce back for sure. Yeah, I think so as well. And I guess moving on to the East, um, it's been pretty disappointing for Philadelphia, but what are your thoughts on pretty much the East in general? Yeah, it's been disappointing for the <clears throat> the three uh, lowest teams in this division, Buffalo. Uh, I'm not going to state the obvious. We already know. Um, New Jersey, um, yeah, they're rebuilding as well. Philadelphia, just a disappointing season for them. And then from the, the Rangers upward, um, the teams are playing pretty solid as of late. Um, Washington and the Islanders tied for first place. Um, and then Pittsburgh's there in third. Um, Boston there in fourth. The Rangers trying to catch them in fifth. It's going to be a, a tough race. Boston is sort of turning it around now. They're really rounding into form. So it is going to be tough for the Rangers to get in. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. It looks like the door is closing just... I guess you can even say even on the fifth spot, it looks like the Rangers have the best chance to make it. But I mean, Boston makes it in every year. So it's going to be really tough. Yeah, I think so as well. I think for the Rangers, their time might come next year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Rangers have had a really good um, season this year. So yeah, like they might not make the playoffs, but at least they can be happy about how they performed. Especially in this second half of the year, they've played really well. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that about wraps it up for the general talk. So I guess we can kind of uh, move on to some uh, previews. So I guess we can kind of start with uh, Florida versus Dallas. Um, Do you expect Dallas to uh, be able to continue their win streak against Florida? Um, I think it's tough to say. Um, Let me just see here. Um, yeah, it, it is going to be tough uh, for that to happen. Um, Florida's due for a bounce back game after that rough loss against Carolina. I might lean Florida. It's going to be close though. I think Dallas will definitely put up a fight, but uh, just the way I'm looking at it right now, I might lean Florida. Um, yeah, things could definitely change for me. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just go with Florida. Yeah, I mean, it does look kind of like a toss-up game, but Florida seems like a safe pick. Yeah, I think they both have similar odds, so it's just pretty much a pick them at this point. For sure. And I guess moving on to Boston versus Philadelphia, I guess we can expect uh, Boston to have another dominant performance. Um, yeah, um, this goalie's been playing well for them. I could definitely see Boston pulling out this game, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the Detroit Red Wings versus the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, I guess the Hurricanes are probably just going to run through Detroit. Um, yeah, Detroit's one of the worst teams in the league on the road. Going into Carolina, it's not going to be easy for them to win. Yeah, I see Carolina pretty much winning this game. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to the Chicago Blackhawks versus the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, do you think Chicago will be able to take this game? Um, it is tough to say because um, I know Columbus is also desperate for wins. Um, Chicago's been pretty rough on the road, like we mentioned. So 
I could definitely see Columbus taking this game, absolutely. Um, Chicago's got to prove me wrong, but I think I might leave Columbus actually on this game. Yeah, but I mean, Columbus is uh, missing their best player, so it might end up being a close game. Yeah, I mean, Wierenski is one of their best players and he's going to be out for the rest of the year, so it is going to be tough for them. I could still see them beating Chicago just because I mentioned Columbus pretty decent at home and then Chicago just not a good road record at all. So, yeah, I mean, Columbus, they're great at home. They have a winning record. I mean, obviously Chicago could win it. Uh, Just the way I'm looking at it right now, I kind of like Columbus at this spot. I mean, if they're going to start coming back, this is going to be the team to do it to. Yeah, of course. Um, both these teams could could use a boost. And I think this game could give one of these teams a boost. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the Winnipeg Jets versus the Montreal Canadiens, uh, do you think the Winnipeg Jets will be able to increase uh, their, I guess, their points against Montreal? <clears throat> I mean, assuming Carey Price doesn't play, um, I'm going to lean Winnipeg because they've just been so solid. Um, if Carey Price does play, I could see Montreal having a, a good bounce back game and possibly beating the Jets, but we'll have to see. For sure. And I guess we can move on to the Ottawa Senators versus the Maple Leafs. Um, the Maple Leafs did beat the Senators by about one goal, so I guess we can expect the Maple Leafs to win again. Yeah, I mean, Jack Campbell's going for his record-setting win. Why not do it against Ottawa? Um yeah, this is pretty much shaping up to be a win for Toronto, um, unless worst-case scenario happens. But Toronto's just been so hot. It's just going to be so hard not seeing them do it. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to Tampa Bay versus Nashville, this is going to be a pretty crazy game, I think. But who do you think is going to win? Oh, man, this is tough. Nashville's been so hot. Um, this game could go either way. Um I don't, I don't even know. Um, if Tampa Bay doesn't start Vasilevsky and net, I'll, I'll hammer Nashville right away. If they do start Vasilevsky, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to always go against Tampa Bay whenever they're playing. They're just so solid up and down. Um, but yeah, if Vasilevsky's playing, yeah, I got to lean with Tampa Bay. Yeah, for sure. It They do have the, the advantage in most of their team stats. It looks like Nashville's probably going to have to lean towards, I guess, their their face off in order to have a chance against Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like the lightning are bad at face offs. If Stamkos doesn't play, he's their best face off man. So that is kind of important, but um, yeah, it, uh, we'll definitely have to see um, what Tampa Bay's lineup looks like going into that game. For sure. And I guess moving on to Minnesota versus St. Louis, St. Louis, um, the blues did blow up Minnesota, but, Minnesota is normally a really good defensive team. So uh, do you think that Minnesota will be able to get their revenge against St. Louis? Yeah, I think so. I think this is a bounce back game. I think Minnesota should be able to take this. Um, yeah, um, th- that's pretty much all I can say. Minnesota shouldn't be bad two games in a row. For sure. I do notice that St. Louis is significantly better than Minnesota in faceoff. So do you think that might, I guess, play a factor in this game? Uh, it just depends. Uh, St. Louis is coming off a really bad losing swing, so they're sort of trying to get momentum. So anything that can help you, uh, yeah, faceoffs is definitely one way. Faceoffs equals possession, and possession is important. It creates goals. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
more possessions you have, the better chances you have. Yeah, exactly. And I guess uh, speaking of uh, possession, we have Edmonton Oilers versus the Calgary Flames. Uh, the Flames, it's kind of unlikely that they'll be able to make the playoffs, but um, I don't think they're going to just let Edmonton win, especially because they are both from Alberta. So do you think that uh, Calgary can kind of beat the Oilers? I just have no faith picking Calgary at this point. They've just burned me just too many times. Um, I'm just going to stick with the Oilers. Calgary can win this game because Battle of Alberta can go either way, but I just don't have faith in Calgary right now, so I'm going to take the Oilers. Sounds good. And I guess moving on to the Los Angeles Kings versus the San Jose Sharks. Um, They both have similar records, so uh, who do you think can take this? I think whoever wins Friday's game, just pick the other side on Saturday. Uh, it's a good bounce back game. Um, yeah, I mean, the Kings haven't been playing well. Actually, you could pick either way because uh, the Sharks have been playing better than the Kings. Sharks are home too. So they could even take this. Um, yeah, it, it's a tough decision for me. I'll probably have to go over the, the Friday night uh, recap and then definitely see um, my opinion on it. But yeah, um, I mean, if the Kings do lose, maybe you could pick them. Yeah, I guess it just depends on the odds if you're wagering on any of these two teams. Yeah, it looks like Los Angeles on paper, they do have, I guess, a statistical advantage in most major categories. So that might play a factor. Yeah, it's one of those things where uh, when you're looking at a team, uh, if they're, they have an advantage over the other team and they lost the last game, there's a good chance they're going to bounce back. So. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I guess that's going to be it because uh, Vancouver versus Calgary has been postponed. So I guess that's it for the previews. And I guess we can move on to the hockey pool. And um, I guess, how are people doing? Yeah, um, I know our injury expert, Victoria, is still on top. I'm still slowly trying to get the the lead back uh, it's been kind of tough um the injuries have just piled up of course having some canucks on that team really hurts but i mean if i can get some canucks playing near the end of the year a lot of games then that would really help i think i might have a chance to get it back but if not like we said we'll try and get victoria to come on the show maybe do some um something to do with injuries something to do with maybe playoffs um I don't know. We'll have to see what it's going to be, but, um, and then if it's me, I mean, I'll just definitely probably do like a pick em bracket or something for the playoffs. Something exciting for sure. Definitely give the listeners uh, something to, to appreciate. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we could have both of you guys on the show at the same time. Well, that's, that's definitely happening, but yeah. Cause I'll probably be doing some sort of interview type thing, or you might be doing it. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll definitely have to see how this hockey pool shapes out. Uh, we always link it in the description below. So it definitely, if you want to look at some of the scores, you can definitely check it out. Uh, but yeah, hopefully I can catch up. Yeah. We need our hockey expert to be number one. Got to live up to the name, right? Uh, I'm not self-proclaimed. I never picked that name for myself, just throwing it out there. But yeah, I mean, definitely want to live up to it. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that about wraps up uh this installment of everything NHL. 
um if you're on spotify we're on spotify so definitely follow us on spotify uh follow us on twitter if you want some pickups and if you uh, like our spreads you should definitely take a look look at those as well uh we're on youtube so um definitely subscribe and hit the no notification bell and then you'll be able to kind of watch us every week we're also on apple music and google Podcasts, so definitely give us a follow there too if that is your preferred platform of choice and uh we'll be back next week with some more uh recaps some more pickups some more news and some more previews all right sounds good Thank you.